Studio 410 live up in here, Rocky and Mikey, we welcome you in for another edition of the Rocky and Mikey Show with your hosts Rocky Friedman and Aaron Meister here to discuss several topics that went around sports this past weekend as well as looking forward to the next week. Meister, please, first of all, shut, shut, shut that music off, it's, it's very disturbing. Very. Second of all, <laughs> please tell us what we missed this week. Well, Rocky, first of all, how are you? Hope you're feeling much better. Yeah, so I right, I want I want to so that that introduction might have not sounded very enthusiastic, but inside I really am very excited for the show. However, both me and Mike have been having some throat problems over the weekend, so please excuse us if we don't sound as <laughs> into the podcast as we might as much as we might have in the past or in the future. Anyway, um, we, we'll try not to make podcasts when have, while having strip next time. But um, yeah, we'll, tr- we'll very try very yeah, much. Yeah, we'll try so. to avoid that. But I do want to tell you this weekend, Rocky. First of all, off the start, off the third, off and Friday, it started off with Eric Bledsoe getting extended, four years, seventy million dollars deal. You know that's interesting for the Bucks. That's interesting for the rest of the NBA. It means he's he's locked, he's loaded, he's ready to go. Now they can focus focus on guys like Chris Middleton and stuff like that. Uh, the Spurs bought out Pau Gasol, which is very interesting because now he he's eligible to play for any team he wants, right? With without restrictions. Um, the craziest game four four overtimes went in Atlanta. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, the block the Bucks did clinch the playoffs. We should find music for that for the future, by the way, for when teams clinch the playoffs. Oh, cha ching. Yeah, something. Maybe well, well, tell, tell we'll us figure what you guys it out. Think. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe anyway, Ohio State the Buckeyes suspended their highest score, their number one player on their team, the sophomore center Caleb went went Wesson. Oh really? Yeah, for violation of athletic department policy. That was what the report said. The report also said he will return. But there's no timetable for his return. This is the second time he's been suspended suspended by the school. Um, what happened in the NFL? I mean, I know there were a few. Yeah. So yeah. So I'll, well, first of all, for one to start, Alex Collins was arrested this weekend for the, from the Baltimore Ravens and was released by the team. Um, I do not know. I mean, there, the information came out. There was a gun charge. There's like gun charge. There was drugs involved. I don't. I don't really know. Uh, I haven't. I don't have much detail. Um, just in the last. 24 hours alone, though, in the NFL. The Texans franchise tag uh, Clowney, which locks him in for this year. Uh, the Cowboys franchise tag Demarcus Lawrence today. And the Seahawks franchise tag Frank Clark. Um, obviously, there is so much more that happens in sports, but there's always something going on in sports. Rocky, what else do you have for us? Okay, so we'll get, we'll get into some of those stuff later. But right now, I want, I want to start the discussion. But before we do that, please subscribe. We're actually on Apple Podcasts now. Um, yes, thank you very much, Anchor, for that shout Anchor's out. about time. So you can subscribe on a- Apple Podcasts. Of course, just look up The Rocky and Meisty Show. Um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those other platforms we're still on. Please subscribe. And you can text us um, at our Make Me Hotline, which is 810-990-MAKE, which is 810-990-6253 at any time. We actually got a bunch of texters this past weekend, and we're going to bring them up. We're going to bring them up a little later in the show because... They, uh, someone brought up a very interesting topic, which is something we need to discuss. We didn't necessarily prepare for it for this edition of uh, of the show, but perhaps later in the week when we do on Thursday, we will discuss that at length a bit more. Anyway, I want to talk about the uh, something that we did not touch on, touched on for about a minute in our last podcast, which is the Bryce Harper signing. Uh, Bryce Harper, obviously on Thursday, signed. I mean, the, the contract was official as of yesterday that he signed a 13-year, $330 million deal, record-breaking with the Philadelphia Phillies. He will now be in Philadelphia for 13 years, or at least be getting paid in Philadelphia for 13 years. Um, 
which is incredible. I yeah, mean, it's out of it's thirteen, 13 years. years getting what twenty no million out. a year. No opt out. No as opposed to Manny Machado who had not, who had a five ten years. year and opt out after five years. First of all, I want to say this contract is more than is less than Manny Machado's because Manny Machado is getting thirty million a year for ten years. Right. Whereas Bryce Harper is getting under 30 million. I'm not sure what the exact math is per year. 26, 26, and then at the end of it, it's like 22, 22, and, and then 22. It's, it's, so it's front-loaded. Okay, yeah. that, 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 that's all fine. That's all fine and everything. But I, I wanted, this is what I wanted to talk about. Um, first of all, c- congratulations to the Philadelphia Phillies because Bryce Harper's, Huge. Bryce Harper's jersey, it, 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 is the, it, it sold the most out of any jersey in the first 24 hours of, of a player signing in sports history. Really? Yes. Um, so that's an incredible statistic. Phillies got Phillies, some crazy fans. Absolutely, which is great because the Phillies' whole thing last year was they finally had a, had a good year. They were finally up and coming. They didn't have that star. Now they got it in Bryce Harper. Yeah. Good for them. But I want to discuss more on the financial side of things, which is what people are interested in. People, people have been talking around around the world, talking about about around the world of sports. MLB players are getting paid an insane amount. I mean, not just Manny Machado, but also Bryce Harper. Um, and 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 over the last five years, there have been hundreds of millions of dollar contracts. My question is to you is, are MLB players getting overpaid as opposed to NFL players? Because Kirk Cousins, at $84 million guaranteed, was the most guaranteed money that any NFL player has ever gotten. That's, that's close to a quarter of what Bryce Harper is getting in his, in, in his contract. And Kirk Cousins, is a, granted, Kirk Cousins is a mediocre NFL quarterback, but he has a top contract. It will be broken soon, fear not. But he has a top contract, and he's getting paid a quarter of what Bryce Harper is getting paid. Do you think that's fair or unfair? Do you think NFL players should be getting paid more? MLB player, MLB players should be getting paid more. I know it's a result of the salary cap, but the discussion here is: should the salary cap be removed in the in the NFL? Should it be pl- should they place the salary cap in the MLB? Where are you on this? Well, for one, we both can agree. Uh, I know that you also agree that in general, athletes are getting overpaid. Yes. For the most part. Yes. Yeah, uh, they're the entertainment. General, they're producing yeah. billions of dollars for all these correct, corporations. Correct. And they deserve a lot of money. <clears throat> yeah. They're great. They're, you know. Um, I'm going to say it like this I believe that MLB players should be making more, like it is, for one reason. They work more days. It doesn't matter if they decide. I mean, right? Think about it. If it was. They, they, wake, they, they work more days. Yeah, maybe they're not working as hard. Maybe NFL players put their bodies on the line. Maybe this, maybe that, maybe this. But at the end of the day, if I go to work more times than you do, I'm going to get more money than you do because that's just how it is. I go to work 163-plus games a year, or 162 if you make whatever. And, and if you're a playoff team, you, you know there's more games. You're spring training. And NFL, it's also, there's a lot of work. It's a, it's, it's a lot of mo- days put in. But you're also making a lot. So I, I do not think that... I think it should be the way it is. Now, I also think that baseball players get way too much money. And therefore, their salary cap should be placed on, the, on baseball. But you don't think NFL players are underpaid? NFL players are also underpaid for the most part. Uh, I think some people are overpaid in the NFL as well. So... I mean, there aren't that many, really. I mean, Kirk Cousins is overpaid, obviously, but Cousins, compared but, to the well, MLB... About certain positions, like a running back, running backs get overpaid. Now, it's also... It sounds like the Jets are the front runner for Le'Veon Bell. If they hand him twenty, any anywhere near fifteen million dollars, that they're they're overpaying him. Absolutely. The man gained sixty pounds doing nothing. He should get five. He's million. a running I'd back. Give him, Who knows if I'd he'll ever two, play, play well again? Two to five million dollars tops, and and I'm not. And I love running backs. They're great. They're entertaining. Big hits. You see great things come from them. You know, you, every once in a while you hit one, uh, hit a jackpot with one like an Adrian Peterson esque. You know, and you're gonna have different guys like that. But 
he doesn't deserve that type of money. So that's an overpaid player. But yes, I think baseball needs to put a salary cap and they need to figure it out. Now, also, NFL playing is paying a lot more people than MLB teams are. <coughs> well, if you can, if you factor in all the minor league deals, I'm not sure if that's true. I don't you think are that... paying minor league, uh, granted a very minimal amount, but you are paying... But, but per MLB I mean, thousands team, of minor league players. Per MLB team to per NFL team, not counting the minors, I, I would put out that... There's 20, 30 players in the roster that aren't even getting a million dollars a year in the NFL. Depends which team, correct. So, I mean, you can't really bring that as a proof to you, but... I, I, I hear I hear your point that the MLB has to play more games. 162, it's it's a long haul. I mean, they're playing games for more, for more for a majority of the year. 162, there's 365 days in the year. That's almost exactly half the year. That's I mean, that's incredible. Right? I mean, not almost exact. That's a bad math. But <laughs> that's, if you're playing in, if you're playing base if you're playing into the playoffs, it could be 170, 175 games, which is almost exactly half the year, which would be incredible. I mean, incredible to be playing NFL. You're only playing 16, 16. to 20 games. But well, at the over, same time, over how many months? Well, I, I have to figure out the math per over how many months per, because you go and, to work every and, day and, and, and you go to work practice. and practices are a lot more intense. It than is, it is almost a half a year, but yeah. it's close. It's close. But to practices in general, even preseasons and and, and 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 training camps are still much more intense than they are in in, right. in, in, in in baseball. Not that it's not hard in baseball. I'm not talking about the level of difficulty. Right. I'm talking about the level of contact. Right. So my my the point that I'm trying to make is I, I agree I I hear what you're saying that there is a longer season, but at the same time. The risk that the NFL players possess when they play in the league is incredibly high. The average lifespan of an American is 77.6 years. The average lifespan of an NFL player is 55 years. That's over 20 years less. It's an incredible risk. It shortens lives. It shortens lives. To do something like that, to put your life at risk, yes, you should be getting paid more than an MLB player. MLB players are not 55 years. I don't know the exact number. It's more than that. I, I think it's in the mid-60s. I don't know the exact number. But Okay, but we're not it's much more than that. that in. That, that, that they know what they're signing up for. That, that's like going into the whole CTE situation. You're, you, you know. <clears> I'm not talking about it from a player's perspective. I'm talking about it from the higher-ups. First of all, my, my first point is the owners. The owners should take charge and say, look, MLB's getting paid this much. You know, and, and, and we have a much higher contact sport. MLB owners or NFL owners? And, and both of them. Both of them. Both MLB and NFL owners should say, MLB play, oh, first of all, MLB owners should take a look at themselves and say, whoa, bro, we we paying them way too much. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And and the NFL owners should, should look at them and say, maybe we're not paying enough. Now, I, again, $84 million for Kirk Cousins. I keep going back to that example because it's the highest contract in the NFL right now, and it will be broken, but... That's a lot of money. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of money. No, Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But but in comparison is what I'm talking about sure. and relative to the MLB contracts. So let me get to my point here, okay? Because I've, I've sort of sidetracked a little. My point here is that the NFL, NFL players, their careers last, what, five years? You know what I'm saying? Five, right. it, it, not even four years, whatever it is. A very short amount of time. You're coming in knowing that. And <coughs> your body's going to get beaten. I mean, brain damage, all this different stuff. There's so much physical risk there. You gotta be getting paid more, and on top of that, the NFL is worth twice as much as the MLB. So give me a break. Come on, they pocket a lot of it, which is fine. Oh, the NFL is worth. They fun. do a great job. It's marketing. Not, by the way, they I just did the research today. It is not that much more on Huma. It's like fourteen. Okay, obviously. No, but every NFL like... franchise is worth twice as much as an MLB franchise. If you combine the franchises' worth, meaning if you if you combine the, the, the value of each franchise, it's like seventy-five billion in the NFL, where it's like thirty-five billion in the NBA. 
The, so every MLB franchise is worth a billion and change, whereas every NFL franchise is worth two billion and change. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so the the numbers were that in 2017, MLB brought in uh, 12 million to 12 billion. I'm sorry, to NFL's 14 billion in revenue. So, okay, in revenue could be different. Also, the NBA has a lot right. more games, but they are wealthier. And they have a lot of money. A lot. The NFL is very extremely popular now, as we all know. Not as rich but, as the uh, NCAA. They don't pay anyone. I, I guess that's, that's another story for another time. But um, but, but with the fact that you put your you're putting your body on the line, and you have the factor of of the uh, of, of of the wealth of the wealth. I think both those when you when they come into consideration, you should you sh- they should be playing NFL players more. Okay. Um, I want to move on now. To the NCAA. We'll get back to the NFL a little later. Right now, I want to move to, on to the NCAA because crazy stuff happened over the weekend. Yes. Ta- see, uh, you know, we watched a lot of games down. together this week, Rocky. We did. We watched a lot of games. There's some exciting action in, in college basketball. March has started. It's March officially is. started. I mean, this is exciting. Yeah. Uh, again, you can't tell the enthusiasm from the, from the tone of my voice, but or, it, it's or, not for a lack of enthusiasm. That, that I can tell you. Yeah. Um, but I, we want to discuss the NCAA. Okay? And, and we, we have yet to even touch for a second. And on all our podcasts yet, on on college basketball, and so we want to say we love college basketball. Uh, college basketball is one of the most entertaining things in the entire, especially March Madness world. Yeah, I mean you can you can name any sport that you could. There's nothing more exciting. No tournament, no <clears throat> playoffs. You can call it where it's a win or go home type games. More exciting than March Madness. Now maybe there is an overhype, but the way they hype that up, it is out of this world. Absolutely. Um, so, we want to talk about who's going to get the number one seeds. Yes. Okay. This is an, a really interesting one. So, this week, the New Abbey Bulls came out. Virginia, North Carolina, Duke, all in the ACC, are two, three, and four. Three of the four top seeds are number one. Now, I are, are, are in the, are, are, could be number one seeds, which is not going to happen, obviously, because someone's going to be the other team in the ACC tournament. But, I ask you, do you think it's a possibility that there could be multiple number one seeds coming out of the ACC? Do we know that there is? It's possible to be there. Let's say it's not. Let's say there's no rule that that, that prevents that from happening. Let's say. Do you think? Then, it, then we can do have. Do you think two, they yes, could then rightfully? Can. They should rightfully have two teams coming out of the ACC. Is it? Uh, I mean, obviously, then. This year, with Virginia Duke. Uh, no, I believe that it should not be. It, first of all, I believe that there should be a rule that uh, does not allow it to happen. Which um, might be in place already. Again, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but, I don't know. We don't. But, we don't know. Sure, we'll definitely get. We'll but definitely if, but find that out. But if it does, out. I mean, you have you have a Virginia team that's only lost two games a year, and you have a Duke. They both lost. The, both the two losses games were to Duke. Right, but you have a Duke team that swept that Virginia team that's right. only lost two games this year, and has an incredible resume. Also, and has R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson both averaging over 20 points a game and seven assists a game in college basketball. That is an incredible mark. Yeah, yeah. To have two players on your team over 27. Well, Amazing. That's, that's your one and two picks in the draft. Anyway. Yeah. Or or something like that. Anyway, um, I, I I would I would like it to not be that way where you can't have two teams from one conference. It makes it a little bit more interesting. <coughs> um, this year is might be the only time I give that exception. The way that both Virginia, all three of them are playing, out of this world. Um, do I think it goes that way? I personally think that it will not go that way. Um, so who do you think will be the the top, the number one seeds, the three number one seeds? Um, this this year. Well, I'm gonna say that the, the four. The, I'm sorry, the four number one seeds. Right. So I'm gonna say that the winner of the ACC, whoever wins that. What What do you mean the winner of the ACC? Regular season. The tournament. The tournament. The tournament. Oh, so, so let's say, okay, so for example, uh, Duke and North Carolina are playing each other in Chapel Hill on Saturday. Um, so that's a big game, obviously, for both of them. But let Let's Let's just say that Duke goes ahead, and uh, and loses that game. Correct. 
And then they go in the ACC tournament and win the ACC tournament. So they lost to UNC. Oh, no. Let, let me give you a better example. Let's say UNC loses that game. But then they win the ACC tournament. That would mean UNC has six losses. Right? Six losses. Four conference losses. Six losses overall. Um, and they lost. They got swept to Duke. No, they, they beat Duke. They got split, split with Duke. And they lost to Duke on the road. And let's say Duke isn't the team they beat in the ACC tournament. You know what I'm saying? Let's say, Duke loses, Duke, let's say Duke loses. In the okay. No, so does that make UNC... I mean, let's say UNC loses to Duke and then wins the ACC tournament. Does that mean UNC is automatically going to be number one seed? But they lost to Duke. And they have the most losses by far. I mean, you're going to get but They're, they're but... bought by multiple losses out of those teams. Okay, so let, once again, like I said, <coughs> the ACC winner will walk away with the one seed. With a one seed. It doesn't matter what happens the rest of the It doesn't matter. Year. Regardless of what happens, though, Duke will either end up at one or two. Regardless of what happens, Duke will walk away. I think you could say the same thing about UNC as long as they beat Duke in the next week. Okay, so we have to discuss that next week. Right. But I'm telling you right now, with if North Carolina loses, they're not they're gonna end up in a three four. Um unless they win, you know. Unless they win the one. Um Absolutely. I think that the winner uh I w- I wouldn't be surprised uh Gonzaga is not gonna if Gonzaga wins their uh tournament, which which should be with ease. And that, yes, Gonzaga, I think we're both going to agree on that number one seed. Right. They're, they're going to so get one of those. Gonzaga, ACC, um, I want to say a Big Ten, a Big Ten will come out of it, whether it's Michigan or Michigan State or even, shocker, Purdue. Purdue actually is in, is, is in line to win the Big, the Big Ten right. regular season this year and have the number one, because they only have three conference losses right now. Michigan State and Michigan both have four, and they're playing each other next week, last game of the season. Michigan Purdue's got Michigan two State. games left. Purdue's got two teams left, but if they win those last two games, they control their own destiny. It's all theirs. Right. Okay. And Purdue has an incredible... Purdue, okay. So Purdue has seven losses overall, which is a lot. Um, only four... But the last 15 <coughs> games, they've only lost two in the last 15. I need to check that exact... Um, what their winning streak is exactly. But they've got been on an incredible streak. Who, Purdue. Purdue's, Purdue's been, been absolutely on a tear. They've, they've been on a tear. Ever since the second round of conference play started, they've only lost two games. That is... Incredible. I mean, it's incredible what they've been able to do. So I will say that <coughs> Purdue has made an uprise. Purdue has made an uprise. But so so you so so let, let's let's go like this. Gonzaga is gonna get one of them. Winner of the ACC, winner of the Big Ten tournament, and then I can think we would say winner of the SEC tournament, either Kentucky or, or ten, Tennessee. Correct. Uh, either Kentucky or Tennessee. Yeah, Kentucky or Tennessee. Okay. We'll so take it's either going to be one, okay. yes. so, 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 Kentucky or Tennessee. We're going to put aside because that's very close. I think whoever wins the tournament just straight up and down. Straight up and down one one seat. That's it. Okay. Now, although Kentucky has a bad loss this year, Seton Hall, it's a very bad loss. There was a nine conference loss, but still, if Seton they, if Hall they, is they, on the tear. By the way, they're, they're not terrible. They actually had have a few ranked wins this year, other than Kentucky. But right, so they had good games. They had yes. that one guy who just kind of. Yeah. Went off from the Tampa, and it's it. He's no, done. But, he'll make the. But, but be the, yeah, they have two lo- two more losses than Tennessee. And Tennessee's been the number one seed for for a few. It was the number one seed for a few weeks this year. But that being said, I think Kentucky has more work to do than Tennessee. But winning the winning the the, the SEC championship should put give them a number one seed. Now let's talk about the Big Ten for a second. This is a very interesting one. Very very interesting. Okay. Okay. You have to match up all the 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 the, the resumes, right? The the the. Uh, how bad the losses were. So for Michigan, Michigan's only lost four games this season, all in conference play, all in conference play, which is very good. In a, in a stacked Big Ten this year, Big Ten's been extremely competitive. Their only bad losses to Penn State, but Penn State's beaten some good teams. They lost to Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan State, who are all ranked right now, or Iowa was ranked up until this morning. Okay, very good teams, all very good teams. The one concern I have with Michigan is their ability to win on the road. 
They don't really have any impressive road wins other than they, they beat Maryland yesterday. yesterday. Big win for them, and they killed Villanova third game of the season. 73 that to 46. Was, I mean, Villanova that isn't was that ve- great this year. Well, where's Villanova? The 23 They were spot. ranked eighth at the time. Yeah, but they're still, whatever, they're still a very but, good team in Villanova. Well, to kill them, to win, beat them by 27. I mean, set 27. Okay, that well, was huge. Let's throw it back. Where is Villanova right now? The 23 spot, I believe. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly. Let's check. Let's, let's roll that up. The 23 spot. Villanova's 23, yeah. Yeah. So, Villanova at the 23 spot now. Just because they were third, that's because they won it last year. They won, they, they, right? They won, They were winners last right. of last year's tournament. So, they came into the season like, ooh la la la. Right. Right. But so that's why they're not good. But they're still, they're still a top five twenty-five. I mean, they're still okay, been a ranked okay, team the entire year. Okay, so is they've been a ranked team the entire year. I still give them respect for that. Nice. You know, I still I, give them respect I, I for that. You. But 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 other than that, I mean, for the the, the last couple, few months, they haven't had a single good, ro- uh, impressive road victory until yesterday. They beat Maryland. They, they beat the they Turks in College Park, and they the Maryland was ranked seventeen, dropped them actually seven spots to their favorite spot twenty-four. They've been for a bunch of weeks now. But anyway, they beat them. <laughs> it was a very impressive performance. It was on CBS yesterday, and. Yeah. Um, and they beat Michigan. I, I, I mean, they have, still have the still have the game with Michigan State left, which is huge. That's so, the biggest game. I ask you, they already lost to Michigan State. If Michigan State wins again and sweeps Michigan, but then Michigan goes ahead. Same thing I'm asking with the ACC, but with the Big Ten. But then Michigan goes ahead and wins the Big Ten tournament. Michigan still State wins them. this week. Michigan Michi- State wins, which means they would have swept Michigan. And then Michigan goes ahead and despite that, wins the Big Ten tournament. Do they walk into that first spot? That's what I'm asking. Uh, I, like I said, yes. And you you think irregardless of what the regular yeah, season... Yeah, the Big Ten winner will... Uh, obviously, if it's only Michigan and Michigan State, will walk away winners. Right. But if it's... Or Purdue. But if Maryland wins that once, that that's that tournament, I don't I don't see them. So Right. So, the if, so if a team like Maryland or Wisconsin wins a tournament in the Big yeah, Ten... We're not, we're not walking the, away at the first... So then, 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 then Maryland or Wisconsin might get a two or three seed, but... But 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 Michigan and Michigan State are, are gonna are gonna are gonna fall and 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 Purdue. So that one seed is so still that one, So then that's something we can talk about. So if that happens, then I can see Virginia and Duke both making it. Right. If Duke wins the ACC champ, uh, AC championship and Virginia ends with two losses and those were only to Duke, I can see Duke and Virginia both being if it's possible. In the number four, I would say Gonzaga. And then I would say the winner of the SEC tournament either Kentucky or Tennessee. That's what I would come with. Okay. But if, if, if one of those three teams that we mentioned, Michigan State, Michigan, or Purdue, wins the Big Ten tournament, then they would replace one of the ACC teams. So that's what we're coming out with. That's what we're coming out with. We're good. It's good. Okay. We're getting there. Now, we're let getting... me ask you something real quick before we, get, we, we move on. Which one of those teams is going to have to face UMBC this year in the scariest matchup of the year? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question everyone wants to know. <laughs> Who is UMBC going to face? Because, you, you know what? I saw a list this week, Rocky. You know, UMBC is, is, is that not having a great year. No, 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 not, not at all. I, I looked into that, too. Um, I, I was just looking at the list of the greatest on CBS Sports. I was looking at the greatest, the, the best upsets of all time sports. And off the top of the list, obviously, number one was UMBC beating Virginia last year, which, if all of us can remember, was, I mean, in it was the most insane thing in the entire world. Um, it was the most, it was, <coughs> yeah, what it was the saying? most insane thing in the entire world. Okay. Um, uh, off the number, off that list, number two was, you know, there was this, <coughs> the USA team beating Miracle on Ice. No, number one was the Miracle on Ice. Number two. No, this is uh, right. according to who though? This is, a, this, cause so this, right. So, so uh, who wrote this list? I think this was John Parker that wrote this list. Okay. You're, you're off the John Parker list. Okay. So right. I was on, uh, CBS sports. List. Okay, okay. So there's a difference, but uh, yeah. Okay. 
So John Parker, counting down from number 10, we want to take a look at this. So there was the uh, the one in, in Madison Square Garden in 1935, the heavyweight champion, the Cinderella Man, they call right. it, Brad versus Bear. So, and then there was number nine, it was NC State, when they won the, nat, the yeah, that was a big championship, one. right, the 30-foot shot, remember yeah. that? And then there was, uh, we weren't alive then, but uh, that's what I, I guess that, that tells you that we're not... Uh, <laughs> we're not that old. We're not, we're not uh, well, what's, he in, what's in that, 35, I guess? <laughs> not 30, we're less than 35. Well, thank less God. Than 35, yeah, thank God. Young, young, young and happy. Um, number eight, Appalachian State defeats Michigan. That was also college hoops, a big one, where they actually they had a 47-game winning streak snapped right. in 1957. Then there was the Nuggets embarrassed the, Susi, the, the Sonics in the 94 playoffs. Sonics were... Well, it was an eight versus one. Right. Very very rare. Uh, the sixty nine miracle Mets, Mets against the Orioles. That the through the legs. The was that the, was that not through the legs? That was the through the leg. That was that big one. Yeah, that was that one. Absolutely. And then there's uh, there was what's this one on number five? Oh, it was it was the race? It was a horse race. Okay, so I'm not I'm not such an expert at this, but uh, apparently not in, 19, horse racing, but in 1919 he had 101 fa- betting favorites. At the Stanford Memorial. I mean, that really I understand. Incredible. So here we'll get to more familiar territory. Number four was Mike Tyson's uh, session, right? Buster the, the Douglas. Practice session. There was a Buster. Wow. That was that was incredible. That was incredible. There was Super Bowl three, obviously, the AFL and the NFL, uh-huh. where the Jets beat the Colts. There was the Giants beating the Patriots coming in at number two just 10 years, 11 years ago, or 12 years ago now. Actually, it was 11 years ago, yeah. And then there was a middle ground ice, USSR against USA. USA came up with the victory. Great list. Check it out. Um... Yeah, so I so Meisty was 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 talking talking about this this week. We we're discussing this. We wanted to bring it up just so to share it with you because it's the coolest. But um, but we want to move on for now. And right now, I want to I want to shift things to basketball because we have yet to talk about basketball. Anymore. A lot of the stuff NBA, happened and there's in so much happened this week. <coughs> the Milwaukee Bucks. They clinched. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. We'll do, we'll we'll do our to, own. Yeah, we'll have to we'll do, do our, our own sound. Our soundboard isn't working right now. So the Milwaukee Bucks, w- w- impressive. What they've been able to do this year is absolutely unprecedented. Um, I mean, their roster from top to bottom has been stacked this year. Everyone's been playing well. Middleton, Brogdon, Bledsoe, Lopez. Miritich came back. Had a big three the yeah. other day. Miritich. And obviously Giannis. I don't know if you mentioned that already. Wait, we're getting there. Oh. The Greek freak deserves his own segment. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, we could spend hours. <laughs> Actually, if you look on our Twitter account yesterday, we put up a, 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 a debate between who would be MVP. James Harden or, or Giannis. So check out that tweet. If you think it's going to be James Harden, retweet the tweet. If you think it's going to be Giannis, and you, you, you give it a, fa- a favorite. And like. if you think it's going to be someone else, then comment. comment. Exactly. So please check out that tweet. Um, but anyway, Milwaukee Bucks. Impressive. Question is, stacked top of the East this year. The Raptors, Sixers, and Celtics. Stacked. Do you think they're legit? Do you think they can represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals? I have to think about that one. <laughs> I, I'm, reading, I'm running through it, and I believe that, yes, I think that the Milwaukee Bucks will be representing the East this year. That's your prediction. That is my prediction. That's your prediction. Okay. My prediction is, and, and, and I'll explain it to you like this, and as a guy who, 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 who's very into minutes for some reason, I love knowing minutes, um, which I haven't been paying to very much because I'm always running around something else, doing something else for, for in sports. There's always something else happening. I haven't been paying attention much to minutes. But before the All-Star break, I know the minutes were. For for example, on Giannis, he was averaging about 32 to 34 minutes a game going into the All-Star break. So you think that number will improve in the play? Will, will, will it will have to because they're blowing out every team. It's not they don't have to play him. But when you see him in a, in a when a game comes down the line, he's not he's the best player on in, on the he's my MVP pick. He's he, he there's no stopping the guy. He's 
He's a, he's a foot taller than everyone. He just takes the ball. He's got the longest arms. Next thing you know, he's like dunking on you, and, and he's learning to shoot. His shooting is getting better. Still needs improvement, but uh, it's getting very better. much so. And he, when okay, and when he gets there, oh my, we're we're in, we're in for a long one. So and they've also done very well against the top teams in the East this year. Oh yeah, they 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 they've been. I mean, the last time they played the Raptors, they they killed them. Yeah, um, I think someone may have been missing from that game. I don't remember. It was one hundred five ninety two. Final score that the last game is Raptors on January thirty first, um, but yeah, but and and but the Bucks, yeah, absolutely. You can't argue with what they've done this year. I mean, what a great job from top to bottom, fantastic. This is this is a unique year in the East because you have the Celtics, Bucks, Raptors, and LeBron's not even making the playoffs. And Sixers, and these are teams that have good starting fives yes. and good rosters. The Sixers are deeper now. They're deeper now. Now that they have Tobias Harris, have a fantastic starting lineup, obviously, but they're deeper now, and. The the Milwaukee Bucks are an underratedly deep team, so I think they they do they could be a legitimate contender. The problem is, Giannis has never played in such a big moment, and he played in the playoffs last year. But I still want to see him live up to the live up to the moment, okay. and with with a shot that he cannot use consistently, right. and you can t- step off of him and allow him to shoot. Teams are letting him shoot, of course, because he's going to kill you if you let him drop past you. With that type of shot, with a pedestrian shot like that, I don't know if they're going to be legit contenders. Look at the teams that he's contending with. Teams like the Sixers. Teams like the Celtics. Teams like the Raptors. J.J. Reddicks. The Kyrie Irvings. The Kyra Lowry's. The Kawhi Leonard's. Clutch shooters. Mm-hmm. Clutch shooters. Mm-hmm. The Bucks don't have that. They've got Brogdon. They do they've not have a clutch. Teams, but right, they do not have, have a clutch their career, team. They've been clutch players. Clutch shooters. Correct. You don't have that. That's the one thing that concerns me. In today's NBA, shooting is more... Is more important than it ever has been, so I'm still not picking the picking the Bucks to come out of the East. Who I will pick, uh, well, I still have to think about this. But in, incredibly impressive what the Bucks have been able to do this year. I give them a lot of credit. Giannis is tearing it up. I mean, MVP candidate. He's he's got my vote. He's got my vote. Honestly, he's got my vote. Um, I don't know about you. You think Giannis gonna win the MVP? I I I did it on Twitter. I said that Giannis. You you, you picked Giannis. You picked. Giannis. I picked Giannis. You picked Giannis. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to go with Giannis um, as MVP. M- M- the-, the Rocky Maestro, you, hear- you heard it here first. Yeah, I mean, MVP, MVP listen, James Harden is having a great year. But so is Paul George. And Harden's just, it's just, I mean, we've discussed it before that his, I said his streak is better. Than yeah. da, 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 but at the end of the day. 27 mm. points, 12 and a half rebounds, yeah. six assists. I mean, the guy's putting up incredible numbers. Yeah. Night in and night out. Tearing it up. He's a team leader for all three of those. Absolutely. And as the, as the, as the playoffs commence. We will discuss this more a lot, a lot, a lot about more. Bottom of the West. This is something I didn't even we didn't discuss before, but the bottom of the West is stacked. I mean, first of all, huge game tonight with the Lakers and the Clippers. Yes, the Lakers lose that, they might be done. And I and and and, and I, I'll admit it right here. I I came out on Thursday on the record saying that LeBron James will be able to lead this Lakers team to the playoffs, and I could very well be wrong. I'm I'm in I'm in grave danger of being wrong because there are four games back in the loss column with less than twenty games left <laughs> to go. <laughs> oh, not yet. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Oh, we're getting there. In fact, the Phoenix Suns are still. By the way, props to the Phoenix Suns because we 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 bid that bait bait them. How do we say? Bid them farewell. I said past bait bait them. Bid them. Bid them. Okay. Bid them farewell on Thursday, and then they came out and beat the Los Angeles Lakers, who are who are playing for their lives right now. Yeah. Another clap for the Phoenix Suns. Anyway. But they're still up there for the Zion Williamson sweepstakes. So, uh, All right, them and the Knicks. But big games in the, in the NBA this week. I mean, the Lakers got Nuggets. 
Lakers got the Clippers, Nuggets, Celtics next three games. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. And Tough if they win them, they have a chance. If they can't, they can. Yeah, Chicago. They uh, yeah if, they, if they can win the next three games, which is okay, we'll see. But listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to rule them out. I'm predicting them. Too old? Is LeBron James done? We'll find out. I guess. I guess we will. Now we want to um, uh, shift to the NFL a little. Big news this week, or just yesterday, right? Adam Schefter reported Nick Foles reportedly will sign because he can't do anything official yet. Right. But will sign with the Jacksonville reportedly. Jaguars. Reportedly. We'll sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake Bortles will, will be, be cut. cut. Yeah. Will be cut. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, out with Blake Bortles, in with Nick Foles, they give him a big extension. Blake Bortles, that is. And I guess they don't feel that he's better than Nick Foles, which I can respect, of course. you got to remember the Jacksonville Jaguars were within, I mean, minutes. a few minutes of the Super Bowl just two years ago with Blake Bortles. But no one beats Brady. No one beats Brady. That's true. <laughs> but they, so, they, they, were, they were up by two possessions in yeah, their game. Had a, had a very good chance of winning that game. They couldn't score. Best defense in football that year. It was incredible defense. Question is, can Nick Foles put them over the top? Or was that year just an exception to the rule and they're not really that good either way? Which one do you think? Well, Rocky, I'll say like <coughs> this again. I do not believe that the Jaguars... Right, I think it was one and they're done and they'll never be back there for a long time. They're missing a lot more than Nick Foles. They're missing... They're, they're just, they're missing everything. Uh, I, you, they need a lot of help. Um, I don't think there's much to talk about. I think they're, they're, they're hoping Nick Foles is the answer. And if it does work out for them, then congratulations. But I don't think it is what they need. I think there's a lot more missing. Um, Nick Foles has yet to prove to me something in the NFL season. In the playoffs, somehow, he's a mastermind. But he's not somebody I want on my team. Now I won't stick with Blake Bortles either, but Nick Foles is not the answer to their problems. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, two years ago, had the best Stevens of a ball. Dominant. I Where'd mean, with Jalen Rams and A.J. Boye and Church and Barry Church. Oh, my gosh. Incredible defense. Very best good. League. And even in today's NFL, this passing game, there, you see that there are all still defenses that can carry a team. It's rare. It's extremely rare. But there are. And there have been throughout history. We know the 85 Bears, we know the 2000 Rams, we know the 2002 Bucks. A few years ago, we had the Broncos that did it. It, it, it can still happen. It can still happen, as we, saw, as we saw. But they're very short-lived. A defense like that is short-lived. And the, and, and the Jaguars repeating a performance like they did two years ago is, 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 is not going to happen, in my mind. Not, not even close. They, they still had a, a top-five defense in the league last year. But that's the problem. They were so good that they were able to, to, to lead this team to within a few minutes of the Super Bowl two years ago. Last year, even though they had a great defense, their offense was their offense their offensive woes caught up to them and they only had four wins. Correct. Which was huge for them. Okay, so with that being said, no Nick Foles is not gonna help them. Right. He's not gonna help them, I'm sorry. They're going from they're going from bad to mediocre. So no, will they get I will I they get six say wins? Mediocre. I wouldn't even say mediocre, I would say bad to they're going from worse to bad. And Nick Foles has proven to be a good quarterback when in clutch time, but but so I wouldn't so because of that I wouldn't call him bad. And the one the one indicator of Nick Foles that he can actually be a consistent quarterback is that actually the last five the, the last five games that he's played or the last four games that he played last season, they actually weren't mind-boggling numbers. Like in the two games in the playoffs two years ago in the championship game in the Super Bowl, mind-boggling numbers. The last four games, they weren't mind-boggling numbers, but they were solid numbers. Mm-hmm. Which tells me that Nick Foles can put up solid numbers consistently. But I'm still not betting on it. I'm still not betting on it. Yeah, this is a guy that has not been proven to be a consistent NFL quarterback ever. Um, he's been proven to play great 
in certain situations, but it's not been proven to be a good NFL quarterback. And until proven otherwise, I will not believe that he can do it. I will not believe that he can accomplish such a feat. Bring this Jacksonville Jaguars team, which is not very good. And I heard a couple of people saying this morning, oh, now he's going to have a incredible play action with Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette stinks. Let's just get it out of here. <laughs> Leonard Fournette stinks, okay? Hey, I'm not okay. Product, he, he had a good year. Product of his offensive but he's line. running back. Product of his offensive line in, in, his, in, his, in, his, in, his, in his rookie year, last year, and this year. Just a disaster, Leonard Fournette. Give me a break. One of the most overrated players in the NFL, in my opinion. Play action, schmay action, okay? I don't think that means anything. Nick Foles is a mediocre quarterback to bring him into the Jaguars. Who had four wins, they had four or five wins last year. Four or five wins last year. Maybe we'll get six. Maybe we'll get seven this year. But that's a loaded also, NFC South. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're, please, they're, yeah. please, give me a break. If you, if you think, if you, you're kidding yourself, if you think this is going to put the Jaguars over the top. No, we're sorry to hear that if you are listening and you are a Jaguars if, fan. We, we mean no offense, just yeah, come on, But you're, you're done. Come on. But don't, don't. I have a question now. So if, that, if, if reportedly true that the Jaguars have, are going to sign Nick Foles, there are two teams that are desperate for quarterbacks, Rocky, both being the Dolphins and the Redskins. You think they want Blake Portals? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. So who are both the Redskins and the Dolphins looking to go after, or are they going to look in the draft? The Dolphins will probably keep Tannehill and give him another chance. He's battled a lot of injuries, but he led him to the playoffs a few years ago. So he's got something in him. You have the Redskins with Alex Smith. This is a very interesting one. I actually heard someone say the other day that the Redskins are going to stick with Colt McCoy and try to see what their backup quarterback, Josh Dobbs, I think his name is. No, not Josh Dobbs. It's the guy on the Steelers. They have a backup quarterback there, a young backup quarterback. They want to see I know what who he you're talking do. about. He was yeah. very interesting. They want, they want to see what he can do. And, th- I mean, that was just... I don't even know what they're... they're, they're that Redskins franchise is an utter disaster. <laughs> but, but... Rocky but, doesn't like him too much. We'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about that another time because I don't know which quarterbacks. There's no more quarterbacks. It wasn't a stacked quarterback Correct. free agency as it was, and now the only two mediocre ones are are off the market, Joe Flacco and Nick Foles. So, I mean, honestly, I thought the Jaguars were going to trade for Joe Flacco originally. No, now they traded so for Nick Foles. Okay, listen, six one half thousand in the other at this point. Both clutch quarterbacks that have have consistency problems. But uh, Joe Flacco obviously had a more consistent career than Nick Foles. Obviously, I mean, he's had a very successful career, but at this point in their careers, have, have, have not proven to be consistent. Anyway, so I don't think Nick Foles will improve the Jaguars that much. No, uh, forget about it. And I don't know who those who the Dolphins and Redskins are. Going. I don't know. I need. I need a. We need to talk about that a different time. I'm no, not sure. You know, what we did forget to do today, Rocky. What did we forget? We did forget to answer the trivia from Thursday night. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Okay. First, for, for just a second, I want to go through something. Jason Witten, and we discussed this last oh. time. Left the Monday Night Booth. This is the last thing we're gonna talk about. Then we're gonna get to the trivia and our, and our, we'll, and we'll, our giveaway. We'll, and we'll read a couple texts. Mm-hmm. And we have a, actually have an uh, exciting giveaway. announcement. Exciting yes. announcement. Um, but first, I want to talk about Jason Witten going out of the booth. Yes. Who's coming in? Who's coming? So, I he- I've here compiled the list of potential suitors. Okay, so we have, and and you I, we want you guys feedback out of yes, these. Yes, please text guys. us who you think should. If, if and it doesn't have to be from the list, it can be from your own yeah, list. Not yeah, this You're right. Who do you think should should come in? Should should replace Jason Witten as the color commentator for Mother Night Football? So we have here a list. Peyton Manning's been the name that's been thrown around a lot. Nate Burleson, who's on, who, who used to be he's on NFL Network now. Yeah, right. Greg Olson just retired. Dan Orlovsky, former backup quarterback. Huck. I remember him, actually. Actually, used to like him. He's a solid backup quarterback. Joe Thomas from the Browns, obviously, future Hall of Famer. Louis Riddick, ESPN. NFL has been there for a while. And Matt Hasselbeck, who is now on ESPN, too. All those are potential suitors. Peyton Manning's going to be the most interesting name because yeah. he's Peyton Manning. He has the name of being you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time and all this. Um, 
Do you think it'd be a good fit? Do you think it'd be to analyze a game and break it down well? Um, I've mentioned this before, not not to you, Rocky, but to others that I would love to see Matt Hassel back. Out of all the people on this list, and 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 he might be, he probably is the one guy on one because he's already in the ESPN group, so he's got you know inside, so he might actually have a real chance at this. Also, so you're, a, you're looking at more from a realistic perspective, not like who are we fantasizing about. It's who can actually. Who I, be I can I can name. A hundred other people. That <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, Stephen A. Smith is in that booth. I will not watch. It will be pausing <laughs> too much. Uh, um, no, but I believe that Matt Hasselback should be in there one because he's already in ESPN. He's been doing this a long time, and also because I like his voice. The way he 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 can get excited. He can he a lot of these guys. There's a lot of guys who. You know, for example, Joe Thomas. It's more of a deep voice. I don't know if that's what we're looking for. You know, right. when you're when you're watching him, you don't want a guy sounding. You know, you want a guy who the Tony Romo esque. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for the next Tony Romo. So Tony Romo. I mean, he kind of squeaks a little bit, but it's exciting. No! Right. I mean, he's like, no, you know, he's Tommy gonna go boy, like here this. He goes, Tom Brady. Here he goes, Tom Slip. Correct. Right. I mean, that's Matt Has. Matt Hasbeck could be that way. Obviously, there's a lot of other guys who could be that way. Peyton Manning could get it, but I don't know if that's what Peyton Manning wants to do. Yeah, yeah. So, realistically, Matt Hasbeck probably will get it, but I, didn't, I would also love to see him. Now, I know a lot of people will disagree and blah, blah, blah. Rocky, who do you think should be replacing him? Stephen A. Smith. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, we'll see how that goes down and what happens in the conspiring weeks. They said they should come out with a new commentator within the next few weeks. So, we'll yes. see about that. Anyway, that'll do it. We want to do a few things before we finish off. We're done with the headlines. We're done with the with the chatter. We want to do a few things. First, um, I lost my thought process for a second there, Meisty. First, <laughs> I want to tell you to follow us on Twitter. Yes. At Rocky and Meisty. Yes. That is at R-O-C-K-Y-A-N-D-M-E-I-S-T-Y. Or you can just put in the Rocky and Meisty show on Twitter and it'll come up. We have over 11,000 followers. Thank Plenty. God. Yes, absolutely. Plenty of activity and going growing, on there. And growing. And growing. And we will grow further if you guys follow us. Yes. So please do that. Please subscribe on our podcast as well on all the platforms, Apple, Spotify, and all the rest. Um, and we have a special announcement, which I will I will let Meisty take that on. All right. So first of all, um, the answer to last week's trivia, I guess you can call it, right? Bobby Benilla. Um, is that how you pronounce his name? Bobby Benilla. I, I believe, yeah. Benilla will still be getting paid after Bryce Harper. Now, I've got a lot of texters who said, um, which we have to go through some of the questions, mm-hmm. a lot of guys who were saying, oh, this guy has a longer contract than this guy's, but a lot of them have team options, and if we go through them, like Chris Davis, for example, uh, he will be cut because he's had the worst, historically the worst season a person can have mm-hmm. in baseball history. Is that correct, Rocky? Yes. Okay. So, um, that's the answer, Bobby Manila was the answer we're looking for. Um, congratulations to those who got it. Um, also, we're going to be posting a tweet later. We're going to be tweeting out a tweet, I guess you can say. Tweeting we're out a tweet. Tweeting out a tweet. Redundant a, b- a bit, but uh, yeah. I guess that works. Um, it's going to, you know, if you... And all you have to do is like it and retweet. Follow us, like it and retweet it. And you'll be entered into the contest for our giveaway. Okay. Okay, that that's exciting. That's it's very exciting. That's exciting. Wow, I'm, I'm not, excited. We're not showing the excitement because our voices 
our throats kill and woohoo yeah <laughs> yeah that's, that, that's it that, i think my, my throat hurt just from doing that so uh, i'm gonna stop doing that but yes. anyway but uh, but that's that's exciting that's something we're definitely looking forward to um we want we want to give a shout out to all our texters um one person actually posed a great question about rebuilding nba teams why would teams rebuild why don't they simply why, why why don't all NBA teams rebuild? Why do they try to stay mediocre? Why do they remain in this world of mediocrity, which a lot of teams do? The Heat this year, for example. You have the Nets, all these teams. Um, so that's something we're definitely going to discuss in a later podcast. Great question. Thank you for the question. Um, but that, that'll do it, right? I think that's it. Did I miss anything? Because last time I said I said that was that was it, and then you like interrupted me like seven things. times. So, I know, think that is it for I now. We'll it. see you guys Thursday. We, we'll we might have a surprise in this midweek where we haven't discussed it fully. We have. We're not sure about this yet, so don't bank on it. Don't, don't get too. I, we know you guys love us, and you're gonna miss us <laughs> not having us for three days. But please don't bank on it too much. But anyway, that'll do it for us. Check back on Thursday. Listen to this podcast. Share it around. Subscribe. Follow and, us. Subscribe. And we'll see you next time. And always forget to remember to text us. That's right.